0: Welcome to Season 2 of the Meal Mentor Podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay S. Nixon. This is the second episode of Season 2, and I'm really excited about my guest today. She's actually from Canada, and I get this a lot. A lot of people say... Can you, can you do the meal plans in Canada? Can you be plant-based in Canada? Everything is about Canada. And yes, 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 you absolutely can. We have t- so many members who are from Canada or who live in Canada. And I'm really excited to have one of the Canadians on today. So without a further ado, hi, Leah. Hi. Thanks so much for coming on the podcast today. Oh, thanks for having me. I'm so excited. All right, so first things first, I know you're actually a podcast listener, and that's why you decided to come on for season two. So um what I love to hear about how people listen when they're walking or
1: driving. How do you how do you enjoy the episodes? So the number one time that I listen, I would say, is actually while I'm meal prepping. Oh Uh, yeah, I play them in the kitchen. Um while I'm cooking. I don't have a ton of vegan friends or community around me here. So it's kind of like my little support group. And I, uh, I kind of I try to listen to it every week while I'm getting ready for the next week. And I know
0: you're a huge batch cooker.
1: Yes. Yeah. Every week. And you have a new baby. I do. Yeah, a little boy, 18 weeks old tomorrow actually. Oh my goodness. So he's so so little still. Oh. Yeah, he's a fresh one.
0: A <laughs> <laughs> fresh one. I love it. So one thing, you know, a lot of people say is it's hard when you know you're a mom and you have a new baby, but you actually you do it and it helps make it easier for you to be a mom to a new baby.
1: Yeah. I would say actually that using the meal plans and the batch cooking makes our life for rest of the week so much easier Yeah, because it's something we, we no longer worry about dinners. We don't worry about lunches. And as like all new moms can attest, I'm sure, is there are days where you don't have five minutes, 10 minutes to whip up something. So having like a pre-portioned lunch that I can just whip in the microwave and eat while Mm -hmm. I'm holding a baby in my other arm (laughs) Right, (laughs) makes being healthy and like possible instead of like having to order takeout or something else that I don't want to do. And that also costs a lot more money.
0: Yeah. Right. Which, and with a new baby, as anyone who's had one will tell you, there's so many expenses, even way more than you ever anticipate. So (laughs) the less money you spend, the better.
1: Yeah, this little thing costs a lot of money, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right,
0: so let's talk a little bit about actually, you know, being in Canada. So, one thing I know right now, especially, you know, the the dollar to the Canadian, you, you guys call it a dollar too, right? Yeah. Is, yeah. A, is a little different. And so, are there any things that you do to save extra money or... Um, any stores that you particularly like and maybe could recommend or brands even? Because, oh, there's so many questions about brands.
1: Yeah, for sure. So, honestly, the one thing I'll say I love about the meal plans is that all the ingredients are super accessible. So, it's not, you know, you don't have to, like, climb a mountain to find this one really rare ingredient. Everything mm-hmm. can almost be gotten at a local grocery store. And so a lot of the times we just use Walmart. We have tons of Walmarts here oh, and the groceries. Yeah. yeah. and the groceries I use are Walmart super here too cheap. in a
0: lot of places in America, but I, I don't know why I didn't think they'd be there.
1: <laughs> yeah, they're really popular here. And so that's, that's one of the things we use. And then there's another chain here called Food Basics and they have a lot of, uh, for produce and stuff, it's a really great place to save some money. So we go there a lot too, um, but it just helps keep the cost down. But I'd say like, honestly, I think some weeks we have to go to like a health food store for one ingredient, but otherwise everything we get at Walmart or at this other chain food basics.
0: Oh, that's really good to hear. I'm glad. And do you have any trouble? Cause I know in some of the colder climates in America, sometimes it can be a little troubling with
1: produce in the winter. Do you have that? Um, I, I haven't experienced it yet. I think So uh, the community we live in actually has, like, the biggest farmer's market in Canada. Oh, how very fortunate. Yes. So we can access a lot of stuff that way. And a lot of people bring in, like, greenhouse stuff that's grown over the winter. So um, I'm lucky because we can access a lot of that stuff there. but. Same thing, I guess, like, maybe I have to be a little more creative with substitutions and stuff, but generally, we can, I can find enough stuff that we can get by, like, in terms of, like, you know, swap, like, this week, we swapped out, I couldn't get any snap peas, so I just put in some shredded carrot, you know what there I mean? You. Like, it's, a like, quick s- stuff like that.
0: And that's one of the things I love about the recipes is they are so forgiving and flexible, whether you don't have the ingredient
1: or you just don't like it. Yes, exactly. It keeps it really, like, really open and easy, so I, I think that that helps, but otherwise... You know, in terms of candidates, you just got to adapt, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad you um, mentioned the greenhouses. I was
0: in um, Finland a few years ago for the finished release of one of my books. It had been translated. And it was, I don't know, like October or November anyway. It was the fall. It was the cold time. And I sat down at a restaurant and was served a meal with the most reddish, like red, plump, juicy, delicious-looking tomato I think I've ever seen in my life. And I was like, I'm in Finland and it's snowing outside. What is this? And I ate it, and it was delicious. And I was like, our summer tomatoes in California don't taste this good. I was like, so confused. Yeah. So I finally ended up asking my host about it. And he's like, Oh, we grow everything in greenhouses. And I was just like, I, Wow. <laughs> yeah, I was like, blown away. I don't think I'd ever had that experience before of like, food grown in a greenhouse. But I was like, Wow, this is remarkable.
1: Yeah, and I think, like everything, there's good food grown in a greenhouse and not good. But I actually studied horticulture for two years, so I've done lots of stuff in terms of greenhouse growing, and we grow all kinds of stuff here in greenhouses. So it's really cool. Oh, that's cool to have that background.
0: Yeah, I yeah. can see how maybe not everything would translate. But anyway, I just had to put it out there that the <laughs> greenhouse food is not scary. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> it's really good. So I know before you got pregnant, you were a meal plan member, and you got in like awesome shape. You know, you said that when we were talking before recording, you said that you were like the healthiest, and you were at like the best pre baby weight. And now that you've had your baby, of course, like every other woman, you're ready to get back in shape and get back into that postpartum, you know, routine or whatever. What's, how's it been going for you? And, and do you have tips for other um, new mamas or soon to be mamas?
1: Yeah. It's the coolest experience of your life, but it's also <laughs> cha- changes everything. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I think that the first thing that I wanted to make sure when you and I were talking about this, that I said was that you, you give yourself that space like it's a complete life life change and i think one of the first things i did was i tried to get back into it really quick instead of just giving myself that time to adapt and mm-hmm. instead now i feel like i'm in this really great place and i'm back on the meal plans and I'm back starting to run. And the way that I've done that is like, make it easy. So I got the meal plans. I know what I have to do every week. My husband and I have a plan that we've sat down and talked about. So every Sunday he goes grocery shopping and I watch the baby and then he comes home and takes the baby and I do the cooking. And that's the plan. And then same thing as I'm starting to, I like to run. So I'm running again, but so I haven't been running for the last part of my pregnancy. So I, I started couch to 5K and I'm just doing that at the speed that works for me and it's setting these like measurable goals and small successes like every week i just try to get the meal plans done and i just try to do these like small runs that you know
0: and i love that you said small successes cuz that's really important you know we all yeah. want to go from 0 to 180 but that's not realistic
1: no and it's especially after your body's changed you know what i mean mm-hmm. like your body's changed your timelines changed everything's changed and so this is a really i think that it's being kind to yourself mm-hmm. and accepting where you're at, and then just trying to make little positive forward movements every week.
0: And that's really true about any change in your life. I mean, you could even use these tips if you're just becoming plant-based or vegan for the first time. It's again, it's always about the small steps and recognizing your own pace.
1: Yeah, I think there's a lot of parallels to when I went plant-based the first time and lost weight and got in shape the first time. You know, I obviously didn't have a baby, so my time was a little bit more my own. But in terms of these, like, small successes in forward motion, like, it is it is really similar. I think it could be applied to anyone trying to make some forward movement in their life.
0: Absolutely. One thing I know that you and I have connected on is brownies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> um, you know, I have very openly shared about how... Um, brownies have a control over me that it's it's important that I admit that (laughs) I admit that Um, I love them so much and if I have them I end up thinking about them forever and when I get real honest with myself and I remember sleepovers as a child I always stayed very close to the
1: brownie pan at the party Mm -hmm. and I know you can relate to that. Yeah I was talking to my sister before this podcast about it and I said that One of the things that I connected with when I first started doing Happy Herbivore stuff years ago was your talk about the brownies. And she was like, me too, girl. familial for us I guess but yes it's like and at that point is it genetic or learned (laughs) it's like where did that come from but yeah no it's it's something like I have to be very careful with because it's a slippery slope
0: (laughs) and I think it's so important and I say that all the time it's so important to be honest about these things and that we discuss them openly and honestly and that's one of the things I love so much about the forums and the private Facebook group is that we can often Share these things and to do so with full acceptance and no judgment because a lot of us don't have that in our normal lives. So as you said, you know, the podcasts become your peer group because you don't necessarily have anyone, you know, in Canada next to you that you can talk to in person. So you rely on the internet for that community and then
1: understanding. Absolutely. And it's nice to have people who understand where you're coming from and what your struggles are, you know? Mm-hmm, absolutely. And one thing
0: that I also know that we relate on is, um, when you first became vegan, you weren't maybe the healthiest. It wasn't really all about whole foods. It was more vegan. And um, I know I always said I had to learn to put the veg in vegan. And that was sort of your experience too, right?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh- when you and I were kind of talking, I was thinking a little bit more about it. And it's funny because when I think, at least for me, when I first went plant-based, I like assumed that everything that said it was vegan was healthy. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it was like, it was a, it was a vegan brownie. So in my head, it was like a health food brownie Mm -hmm. and it's not a health food brownie. It's a brownie, (laughs) right? Like, and I can call it a health food brownie, but that doesn't make it one. Um, And so I think that, and the other thing too, that's hard is I like, I know that you've talked about this in the past too, but you can get a vegan anything now. You can get vegan Mm -hmm. cheesecake now. Like you can get vegan anything. So it's realizing that like, it has to be whole foods. It has to be real foods.
0: Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people make that same um, mistake or misassumption that just because something is vegan, that it is healthy. And that certainly can be true, but deep fried Oreos are vegan.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. And while they may look delicious, they're not very good for you. Like, and I think that's one of the things that's taken me, it took me, a well, it took me longer than I think it should have in order to adjust to just because you feel like, you know, you're making this great change, but unless you do the full transition and really eat better food, it doesn't matter if it's vegan or it's not vegan. It has to be like whole, whole food.
0: Right. And um, and, I mean, I made that mistake, too. And I think it's incredibly common. And even now, I mean, I realized that in 2016, which is the year we're in now, this will mark my 10 years.
1: Wow. So
0: and of those years, I would say probably seven of them, I was very conscious of the whole food plant based. And even now, I will still sometimes be in the grocery store and see some new vegan product. Because as you said, there's, Everything vegan now. There's so many products, which is amazing in so many ways. But also, I'll be like, oh, maybe I should try that. <laughs> yes.
1: Oh, <wow. laughs> oh, it's vegan. It's healthy.
0: No, <laughs> I do not need the triple chocolate cake.
1: <laughs> no, exactly. But it's and it's. I think like I've only been doing this for two and a half years, but I've, there's already so much more I've noticed in two and a half years. Oh, And yeah. it's like you feel like you're like almost like obligated to try. Like I'm like right. Oh, like I, I, I have them to try so they try it. Stay around. I'm vegan. I can't, I can have this and I haven't had this for that. Like Mm -hmm. it just, it's, it's a funny how you can like rationalize it. The other, the other thing my husband was pointing out too, was that people always say like how expensive being vegan is, but it's that stuff that's expensive. It's not the whole food plant-based part. Like he was just saying, like, when we first went, we were buying like, you know, like processed ground, like vegan ground meat and like vegan chips and vegan cake. And he was like, that's what cost us so much money. But now that we're doing the meal plans and we're like buying just whole foods in the grocery store, it's crazy. It's what a difference that makes.
0: Yeah. I'm really glad you brought that up. Cause I hear that too. Oh, vegan is so expensive and you're right. It is those specialty products and they are expensive. I'm not going to pretend that they're not. However, if you look at the same, non-vegan version of that same specialty product. It's not cheap either. No. So, yes, vegan ice cream is, you know, expensive, but so is other premium regular dairy ice cream. <laughs> so it's Exactly. Like, it, and I think a lot of people go from not buying these specialty things. Like I never bought stuffed clams when I was an omnivore cuz they were too specialty and too expensive. But of yeah. course, like the vegan version is really expensive too. But so people suddenly start buying all these specialty items and they're like, my bill went up. But you never bought those specialty
1: items that were the non vegan version. And ate them every day. Like, ate e- them every e- day. E- yeah, exactly. It's not, it, it's, it, and it's funny because we were talking just like in terms of the fact that it it really is like it's it's those items. You're exactly right. You would never buy them regularly, but you know, that little pint of coconut milk ice cream, right? It can become a regular a regular occurrence.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's one thing if it's your birthday or you know a holiday or something, but and that's and I mean again, I made this same mistake when um when I first went vegan, I started buying like vegan cheese and like you said, these soy processed vegan meats and all these things. And one day in my bill was high. And one day I thought about it. I'm like, wait, I never bought four different cheeses when we ate dairy cheese. Yeah, exactly. Or like (laughs) seven different types of processed meat. Or I never bought frozen dinners when we were... Omnivores, so why am I buying these seven dollar vegan frozen dinners? <laughs> it's
1: so true.
0: I didn't magically I didn't need frozen dinners before.
1: <laughs> and now you all of a sudden do need four of them. Yeah, I remember we were, um,
0: this was a few years ago, we were on vacation, we weren't even home, and I stopped into a health food store because I wanted to pick something up. I don't remember what it was. And so I'm like, let me just stop in this store real quick and get it. And I found my husband staring, drooling, really. Um, at a frozen pizza, and it was like a meat lovers frozen pizza, and it was a vegan one, and had like, you know, seven different fake meats on it, fake cheese, all this stuff, right? And he's like, "Please," and I was like, "We we would never have bought this, even when we ate meat, right? I never would have bought a frozen pizza because I just wouldn't have done this. And the sucker was like nineteen dollars, and I was like, "Oh my gosh! If you really, really, really want it, I guess we can get it." anyway, the story is we got it. It wasn't all that exciting. But I still remember this day. I never would have paid this. I never would have bought this. Why did I buy the vegan version?
1: Yeah. And it's like getting over that hump of a lot of a, like giving yourself permission to do that. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's a, it's just such like a mental hump, I think. And I think my husband was just so excited to see it. And it was like you said earlier,
0: oh, it's this vegan thing. I need to try it <laughs> because I can. Because and it didn't my whole this world year, is so
1: many things that I don't choose to have. And this I can <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I think that's what it is, is. It's like, I deserve to try this. Yeah, because we spend and a lot of people
0: say, oh, I can't have it. I can't have it. Well, yes, you can have it. You're choosing not to. But in this world of, you know, either can't haves or choose not to's, to suddenly have a possibility. It's like, oh, let me just take it because I always say no. I want to say yes.
1: It feels good. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's one of the things that I think that I've gotten. I have really like respected that you talked about, Lindsay, is like in terms of going at it from the perspective of like I could have that, but I choose not to. Oh yeah. good. Um, I'm glad. Cause I've, I know when I first transitioned, I was feeling like a lot like that, like I've given all this stuff up. So I'm going to have that, you know, like vegan cake. And then, <laughs> then when I started to like shift my mindset to like, I could go and get that cake at the restaurant, but I'm choosing not to, cause it doesn't mm-hmm. align with what I value. Then that made it a lot easier. So I think that like, I think that's so key is that like mind shift mm-hmm. to like, I, I could, but I don't want to, instead of I can't.
0: And I like that you said, I'm choosing not to have this because it doesn't align with my values. Yes. Yeah. And I think that's important because one thing, you know, we, in the member community, we're always talking about it, is drawing that line in that stand, making that firm rule with yourself because it's so much easier to make the decision. Because we honestly, as we've been saying this whole time, you can talk yourself in and out of anything. Oh, absolutely. But if you're like, this is my value and this is what I believe and feel and want for myself, this item doesn't align with that. It's so much easier to
1: pass it up. Yeah, and it's it lo- no longer becomes like you're depriving yourself. Mm-hmm. It's more like you're standing for something that is true to you. Yep, and there's no, you just bypass
0: willpower altogether. You don't need to tap into motivation. It's just like, this is not for me. No, abso- absolutely. I I'm really glad you okay. brought that up. I think that's important. And it's something that when you're new, you don't realize. It's something that comes later. But man, I wish I had to put that together
1: right away. I know. Wouldn't it, Wouldn't it be so nice much- if life lessons all just came right out of the gate? <laughs> I could have saved myself so much trouble. Yeah. <laughs> so one thing
0: um, when we were talking earlier before the podcast, and I was so appreciative of your honesty, is when you were pregnant, um, a lot of people really scared you away from being vegan. Yeah. And um, I was hoping maybe you could t- to talk to us about that. And now in hindsight, have you learned things different? Would you do different
1: Just, I guess, let's just talk about that a little bit. Yeah, Uh, I think the the first thing that is so important to say to any like you know wanna be mom or future mom or new mom or is to just say like that the one thing I've learned in all of this is that you have to do what's true to you. Mm -hmm. Everyone's going to tell you what they think worked for them or what your baby or your you know if you're pregnant (laughs) your to be baby is like doing right or wrong, and none of that stuff is relevant. It's what works for your body and what works for you know, your lifestyle. Like that's what's, that's what it comes down to. And I think that one of the things with pregnancy was, you know, it's new. I've never done it. I've never done this before. And, And, uh, a lot of people were sharing their opinions and their ideals. And when you, you're doing something as important as, growing your future child Mm -hmm. that you don't want to mess it up. So it kind of like sways with those, those value systems sometimes because, you know, the well being of your child supersedes everything else to some degree. And you're scared and you're worried because you want to do right by this baby. Yeah. And you don't want to make one mistake if you don't have to. And, um, I think that in the first, I'd say like, you know, 10 weeks or so, I, I kind of fell to the trap of listening to different people and trying different things. And, you know, not only did I I didn't eat the way that I wanted to. Um, I didn't feel good. And I I felt like I wasn't doing things that aligned with me, which isn't a good place to be when you're going through so many changes so quickly. Mm -hmm. So the one thing I would say is decide what you want. Get on board with your partner and that's what you do. Um, Be willing to adapt and change as the pregnancy changes because your body does change and sometimes you know, you need to eat a little more fat or a little less fat or like just different things. And, but be true to like what works for you. And you have to tune out the noise. Like you have to, one of the things I learned is just to like smile, think about other things and listen to people, tell me what they think I should do and then say, thanks. And then walk away and continue to do what I was doing anyway. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Because it's not worth fighting with them. They're just mm-hmm. trying to be nice. Right. But it's, it also isn't true to me. And then, you know, just make sure you make your intentions clear. Like I'm lucky I have a really great doctor and she was super supportive. Like she was really transparent. She wasn't super familiar with a vegan pregnancy, but she would support me in every way she could. That's wonderful. Um, yeah, I'm really, really lucky. I love her to bet. She's great. But, uh, I think that a lot of times like that can be a roadblock too. So I think it's just making sure you surround yourself with the key people that are supportive, but also like just being true to you. And like, you got to tune, you got to tune it out because so, I've got more opinions in the last year than I've gotten in the rest of my life added together. So, <laughs> <laughs> you really do. It's shocking what people are willing to tell you. Like, you know, one day your baby's too small. The next day, your baby's too big. You look tired. You look too rested to be too pregnant. Like, it's just, it's so funny what people think it's okay to tell you. So It's funny that you bring this up because
0: in the episode one of this season, um, I was speaking to a musician and she and I were talking about unsolicited advice and how we were trying to be like, does anybody like it? And I actually brought up the example of I always hear my friends who are parents say they hate unsolicited parenting advice, especially from non-parents. So to hear you say you've gotten like so much more (laughs) Oh, it <laughs> makes it's me like, see, crazy. oh, now I understand why it really does bother them. And I really feel like unsolicited
1: advice is like repackaged judgment. It, And that's absolutely what it is. Like if you say that I should be doing something differently, it means you don't agree with how I'm currently doing it. Yeah. Do you know what I, it, and it is, it's, it's, that's a, kind it, of what it's, judgment. it's saying, Yeah. Yeah. And when you're new and that's the thing I think with parenting is you're new, you don't know what you're doing and you're just trying to like give it your best go. So when people are like challenging that it doesn't feel good it doesn't make you feel great
0: I think the takeaway here is if you see a new mom just tell her she's doing a good job and that's it (laughs) and never tell her she looks tired that's the
1: worst
0: well that was something else that her and I had talked about because um both her because she's a professional musician and me because I'm a public figure that we never can win. You know, we're too skinny. We're too fat. We're trying too hard. If we're wearing makeup, we're trying too hard. If we're not wearing makeup, we're tired and we're haggard and we don't care. And it sounds like you're going through that too, just in a different way with your baby. Your baby's too big, too small. You're too rested. You are you look too tired. It's like, maybe we should just not comment.
1: Oh, I had the funniest thing happen at Christmas. I went through this whole period where everyone was like, oh, you look so tired. You look so tired. Are you okay? Are you sure you're okay? And then so for Christmas, I made sure to like, really like you know, put myself together nicely so that I felt great and like went, went into the like gatherings and parties and stuff. And people kept saying, you couldn't have a baby. You look too good. Oh God. And I was like, okay, <laughs> can't I look win. too good because last time you told me I look like garbage. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, I can't win. I'm not trying anymore.
0: <laughs> I give up. Oh my gosh. Well, and it's, and then you wonder, like, uh, they're probably saying like, oh, she must not be putting her baby first. Cause look at how she looks. <laughs> oh my God. You can't
1: win. Yeah. And you're like, there was one night and we planned advance and my husband watched him while I straightened my hair.
0: <laughs> for you. I did yeah, exactly. it for you. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: But that's why you should never worry about what outside people think. And that's the lesson in there for sure. But it, it is, it is really funny.
0: That is funny. Oh my gosh. I'm sorry that happened. I'm sure you looked amazing, but oh my gosh, <laughs> Lord have mercy. So tell me about hubby. Is he on board
1: too? Uh, yeah, my husband's really great. So I would say that he's definitely not plant based 100%, but our house is a plant based house.
0: Oh, cool. So, yeah.
1: So uh, I do most of the cooking, which I don't, I actually like. So that's perfect. And I cook whole food plant based. So we eat whole food plant based. And he is really optimistic about it, really supportive of it. And, but when we go to a restaurant or if we go somewhere and someone cooks something, he'll still eat that. It's just we don't really bring anything into the house that's not and it's it's basically out of just simplicity like his he knows that he could make whatever he wants but I think his attitude is kind of like this delicious food is ready and in the fridge so and why somebody would, else made it for me yeah why would I go make something else like <laughs> <you're> right why would you put that
0: effort
1: yeah it's convenient and I think he, he knows that he you know he feels good he knows it's healthier like I just I think that for him it's kind of like a it doesn't make sense to do anything else so mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's super, like, super supportive and on board. He actually got me the, uh, I turned 30 this year. And so my birthday present was the annual membership.
0: Oh, well, happy birthday. And what a sweet husband. Thank you. Yeah. 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 So it's good. Oh my goodness. Yes. So going to the new baby again, and you might not have had a chance to think about this or talk about this or anything, but Mm
1: -hmm. are you going to raise the little guy as a little baby Herbie? Uh, I think so. Yeah. So uh, definitely the plan. We actually already have him in the area that we live in. Daycare is really hard to come by, and I mm-hmm. know this is different from the states, but in Canada you get a year of maternity leave. Oh, okay. So we fail
0: on every level, America. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I hate even saying it. I feel that. Awful. No, but I'm really happy. That is amazing
1: um, which it's re- it's really nice. And so, uh, I'm feel very, very blessed, but so I'm, I I'm home for a year. So, uh, the area where I live at day- daycare is really hard to come by. So you have to secure it actually like while you're still pregnant Oh and, wow! yeah, it's crazy. And so we actually have him signed up to be in a vegan daycare. Oh my um, goodness. Yeah. It's a little home-based daycare and they do baby oh. yoga every day. Like what? how cute is that? I know I need to
0: move to Canada and be a baby.
1: I know I was like, okay. I was like can you just videotape it and send it to me because I'm not gonna be able to handle baby yoga um, right <laughs> it's like, that can be my daily entertainment watching them do baby yoga but so they do and the, and it's a it's a plant-based menu and so that's the plan I mean obviously we'll see like if there's something health-wise that comes up or I don't know I can't really see a reason that it wouldn't be but that's that's definitely the plan we're just going to keep moving forward with using the meal plans at home and um the doctor actually talked to her today but we were at his checkup and she's on board for it too so that's
0: oh that's wonderful to hear
1: yeah
0: and in case you do need to find a doctor there is a plant-based doctor's list on happy there are some listings from canada obviously more in the united states but they're in other countries too but it always makes me happy to hear doctors who are supportive for anyone whether it's an adult doctor
1: or a pediatrician yeah yeah they actually have used that list before it's fabulous there is a one right near where my sister lives so i had uh, mentioned that to her but um it uh it makes such a big difference to have someone like that on board. But yeah, I think I think that there's no reason like I mean I feel so great and like I said, gee, I've been my healthiest since I've been using the meal plans that I wouldn't introduce this type of lifestyle to my child. One
0: thing um a friend of mine who is also vegan, when she was pregnant, she kind of went through the same thing as you as people were, of course, giving her their opinions. But what I found interesting, when I would be with her in mixed settings is how many people would be like, Oh, but you're pregnant, you really should, um, you know, let loose. And, you know, should really treat yourself. And like, people were trying to encourage her to eat things like, like ho ho's, like, you know, packaged snacks and stuff. And I'm thinking to myself, why? I mean, shouldn't we be encouraging a pregnant woman to eat some fruits and vegetables? And that's basically what my friend would always respond with. She's like, actually, now that I'm pregnant, I'm even more hypersensitive to what I'm eating because I really only want the best foods for my kid. Like if it's me, sometimes I'll like, you know, cheat on my nutritional excellence, but this is a whole other person that I'm responsible for. Yeah.
1: I'm not sure where that mentality came from pregnancy that yeah. it's just like a free pass. Um, but I I experienced a lot of the same thing too, or people saying like, oh, you know, you need to give the baby chicken. Like, well, what what does that even mean?
0: <laughs> oh, no, well, this was wasn't like, even like chicken. <laughs> it was like McDonald's. Like someone was trying to force a McDonald's apple pie down my friend's throat. Literally putting Ew. it in her face. And she's like, No. <laughs> She's like, I think I can decide like, what I'm going to put like, I think my baby hand. needs anything, McDonald's apple pie is at the bottom of that list.
1: Yeah, that's, yeah, it's, I think that that goes back to opinions, though. People think it's like, oh, uh, I, I know what you should do. And it's, it's, that's so, well, no. Yeah, yeah I'm so, happy I'm, that yeah, that I'm phase is Because I was starting to be like, is it because
0: we're, where we are? Because at the time, I mean, and we're in California, so everyone's, tends to be a little bit more health conscious. But I was like, is it, I don't. I, anyway, it was a very strange experience for me, and
1: I wasn't even the pregnant person. No, it's. Uh, I think people, and I'm sure, like with all the stuff we've talked about, like I'm sure it's all good intentions to mm-hmm. some degree. But it's it's definitely really funny. Yeah, like I I we especially with my family and friends and stuff, knowing that I'm plant based, there was a, a lot of commentary in terms of like what I put in my body, which is funny because I had prior to being pregnant, like pregnant, lost quite a bit of weight and using the meal plants and got in shape. And it was funny because when I was in shape and eating plant-based, I got tons of comments about what I ate. And I always wanted to say to people like, well, where were you, you know, 35 pounds ago? Oh yes. When I actually should have been watching what I put in my mouth, like, <laughs> and I wasn't putting great things in my body. Like now I'm eating kale salads and you're concerned.
0: Mm-hmm. But this literally has come up and I think, every single episode. Every single person has said this. That's so funny, eh? And I'm just like, what? And I, I, I hear it. I mean, it's happened to me, certainly. Um, it, the last episode, it came up. I mean, literally every episode. And I hear other members say it in the forums and in the group all the time. It's the same thing. When I was eating the worst crap on the planet, when you could physically see that my health was not good, No one batted an eye, expressed concern, but the second I ate some vegetables, oh my God. Yeah.
1: People were losing sleep at night worried about me. Well, and it's like, where are you getting your protein? Well, when I was in university, I lived off of white pasta. Yeah, right. And no one was concerned about my protein there. <laughs> yeah, I always I say that all the time. I'm
0: like, when I was in college, I literally lived off pizza, pasta, and beer. And no yeah. one was concerned about my protein or um, too many carbs or
1: anything. You I don't and think I, I had ate like a vegetable for four meal, years, please. guys. Yeah, exactly. And I don't know. Do you guys have poutine down there? That's a big thing in Canada. And that was the other um, one. I know that what it is. We ball. don't have it. But yeah. it's basically Awful. like fries with gravy and cheese, right? Yeah. Not a health food, but that was the other thing that constituted my university diet. And no one says anything. So, you know, but kale salad with black beans and the world is shaking. So yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> I don't know the world's ending. I ate some beans.
1: Yeah, exactly. One thing um, you mentioned
0: earlier it was a while ago, I kept meaning to bring it back up was that it was about ideals. And you had mm. said that other people were holding you to their ideals. And that's definitely something that I always try to say is that we can't hold Other people to our ideals of perfection, like the feelings we have for ourselves, what we hold ourselves to, uh, what aligns with us morally, you know, our personal alignments, we can't then thrust that onto other people. Yeah. And that seems to be, like, kind of what's, what's happening with the pregnancy. Other people were holding you to what they felt was right or what their expectation was. And it, it doesn't just have to be pregnancy. It can be anything. You have to be comfortable. And it is hard because we live in this society with all these other people. But it really does come down to, you know, living up to your own ideals. And then, and it's so hard, and I'm not perfect, is not trying to hold others to them.
1: Yeah, and I think... I'm very Type A by nature, and I have like very high standards for myself. And so, mm-hmm. trying to like accept people where they're at and accept their journey has been something that I've worked on for a really long time. And so, I think that I think that that's so important. And I the other thing too is I think that if you just go and like live your life, and you know, I think you've talked about this before too, like in terms of when you look good and you feel good people notice and they want it. they want to know what's going on. Mm-hmm. And I have more people that have approached me and done more plants or more, um, like moving more in that direction without saying anything than anyone that I've ever talked to about it. If that makes sense.
0: Oh no, absolutely. It's like eating by example and leading by example
1: does way more than lecture. Yeah, absolutely. Because people see you and you're positive and you're happy and you feel great and you look great. And then people want to know, yeah, they How want in on it. That? They want to know yeah. what the secret is. Yeah. Sometimes Although they don't you... like
0: to hear, like, I eat vegetables, but. Yeah! They <laughs> don't
1: like that as an answer. But they're like, you always true. see them like
0: full of, like a big bursting almost balloon. They're so excited and they ask, and then you tell them and you go. <laughs> <Yeah.
1: laughs> you just oh, watch sorry. the air come out of the balloon. <laughs> that's it. That's all it's all exciting. What? You. you
0: ate salad?
1: Yeah. It's funny, eh? How that's, <laughs> that's all it is, but it seems to be. Very uh, extreme for some people, but which is funny because it's not at all. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my goodness.
0: Uh, I always had this. um, I don't know if I've told this story on the podcast yet. So I was flying and um, I am not a good flyer. I'm a very nervous, nervous, nervous flyer. Um, I've gotten a lot better, but I can be very nervous. And if there's even the littlest bit of turbulence, forget it. Game over. Oh, no. And um, it was really turbulent. And at one point, we lost not electricity, but all the lights and everything in the cabin. Oh, no. And so I was not in a good place. And so I kindly asked the uh, stewardess if she would bring me a vodka because I was just not (laughs) going to get this flight. I was like, this isn't (laughs) going to go well. I'm going to have a panic attack in all this airplane. Um, So she brought me one. And so I had (laughs) the vodka. And around the same time, I was hungry, so I pulled this little bag of trail mix that I had in my purse, and um, also, I was like, I probably shouldn't shoot this little bottle of vodka on an empty stomach. And I'm not joking. A woman <laughs> stopped me on the airplane and was like, is that your secret? Is that is that how you're thin? Is that what I need to do? Do I just <laughs> drink vodka and eat peanuts? Oh, my I was gosh. like, what? Like, I just <laughs> like, couldn't even... Like, I, I just was like, yes, no. I just, I That's it. you should do start it. doing that immediately. But she really believed like that's what it's what people want so bad. They want to know. And so I was just like, yeah, I just live off on vodka and nuts. Just off of
1: vodka <laughs> and peanuts. That's it.
0: And mind you, I was literally probably sweating and pink and trying not to hyperventilate as this whole exchange was going down.
1: <laughs> oh, my gosh. You're like, I'm just trying to hold it together right now.
0: <laughs> I, mean, the I probably best um, flight story that I've had, other than the time when TSA took my oatmeal because they said it was dry oatmeal in a packet because they said I'd go to the bathroom, mix it with water, and rub it all over myself and say it was an explosive. That what? probably is the best story. But I'm glad you enjoyed my vodka that story.
1: Uh, I had someone confiscate my water bottle once, like an empty water bottle. Oh, TSA, same thing. Don't know why. Okay. They said because it was it could be a weapon. It was a metal water bottle. I was like, I'm 5'2". I do not have the strength yeah. <laughs> to turn this into a deadly weapon. But if you want it, it's yours. Knock yourself out. <laughs> yeah. Oh,
0: my goodness. Oh, well, I could tell airport stories all day, but we won't do that. <laughs> um, but it's been awesome having you on the podcast. Thank you so much for coming on and being a listener and being a member. Is there any final imparting wisdom you might have for your fellow members? Oh, that's a... I don't know. (laughs) I know. I just totally put you on the spot right now, especially
1: after talking about box and penis. I think the only thing I would say to people, like if I had someone say something to me two years ago, would be just to like keep doing what you're doing and trust in what feels right for your body. Because I think it's so key that we just listen to ourselves and like you and I talked about like set our own ideals and just live them. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Live you, live your ideal. Yep. Try to keep it on yourself. (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
0: Remember that comments are often repackaged judgment. Yeah. Exactly. Just be positive. Be positive. And positivity. never tell a new mom she's anything other than awesome and doing a great job. <laughs>
1: yeah. And never tired, even if you
0: never tell. tired, she no matter what. No, even if she looks like she's about to fall asleep that moment still does.
1: <laughs> she looks radiant. <laughs> she looks radiant and amazing. Exactly. She's glowing with that new mom yeah.
0: glow. <laughs> well it's been so fun thanks again Uh, if you want to learn more about the meal plans you can visit getmealplans.com and uh, thanks for listening have a great night and come back next week for episode three